Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Zero, one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Will, this is Shappy, and I am leaving you a voicemail message because I am from the 1980s. I need you to go to the Isle of Wight. The sun has got his hat on, morning has broken. Good morning, Laura Lex. Oh, shut up, William. Good morning. Uh, welcome, Treasures Pod fans. Um, it is currently 6.30am. Laura and Will are not their best selves, but we're in a car. And why are we up so early, Laura? Because we're going to the Isle of Wight. The Isle of Wight. We're going to have some fantastic days, um, thanks to our lovely friend Chaparac. Uh, and we're going to go on a boat. We are. We are. We're... It is early though. So we're on the Isle of Wight. Uh, we would have recorded on the ferry, but what happened, Will? Um, circumstances happened, Laura. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beyond anyone's control. Beyond anyone's... Who could have possibly been expected to remember the microphone? Um, we got off the ferry and we were <laughs> on the Isle of Wight for all of about 30 seconds, I'd say. And I, yeah, that's, that's a, a very conservative estimate as well. <laughs> <laughs> and now we are on a ferry that's a bridge. A bridge boat. The, the floating bridge, it's called. Yes. Um, we got gesticulated at, and Will was very angry about it. Well, there's no, it's a complete lack of signage, and don't get me wrong, I, I, thus far, Isle of Wight, big fan, the man in the shop, very friendly. The cyclists from Wales, very friendly. The man, very friendly. The bridge staff, very rude. Well, there's no other way they could have communicated to us that I needed to move the car back from that distance, but I agree, beeping the ferry horn at us was a bit much. Beeping the ferry horn at us was a bit much. <laughs> 
So we have arrived at our first destination, which is the Visit the Stone Age Museum. I'm handing over to you now to talk me through this museum. So we've stepped into the museum. Um, we're sort of in the gift shop. I love how cute this is. I don't want to patronise it by saying it's cute, but it's just like somebody's passion project, it feels. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, should we do a quick into the what the Stone Age is? The Stone Age was the time where we mainly made tools out of stones. Yeah, stone was the... Hardest thing we had. Yeah, the most... Uh, and it's workable as well. So, uh, here are some flints. Okay, so just to our right, there's a little basket with flints. So... You can feel that there. Yep. It's I'm a sharp it. edge. Yeah. All you right. can cut wood with that. So you get the Paleolithic, the Mesolithic, and the Neolithic. Paleolithic is the oldest, 650,000 BC to 10,000 BC. The Mesolithic, 10,000 BC to 4,000 BC. The Neolithic, 4,000 BC to 2,200 BC. So humans are around. Uh, Sort of to the end of the Mesolithic, I think. The Neanderthals are around in the Paleolithic. Neolithic is Stonehenge. So about, what, 3000 BC is Stonehenge. So that's a thousand years into the Mesolithic. Oh, the Neolithic, sorry. Then you get the Bronze Age. Then you get the Iron Age. So the Romans are the, are the Iron Age. We are in the Silicon Age, in case you're interested. We've been given little replica candles on shelves, which is completely adorable. Well, it's good as, it's nice because if you, um, you know cave paintings? Yes. So. <gasps> no, don't spoil this, because this is the one thing I read about recently I wanted to tell you. Um, well, the thing about cave painting is I know nothing about them, Laura. So if you have anything you could tell me, that'd be super. Well, let me tell you this, that I read an article the other day about how Potentially, cave paintings were meant to be seen more like primitive motion pictures because the way the f fire flickered in caves made the pictures move a bit because cave paintings are always found quite deep down in dark parts of caves where we didn't actually live. That, what, what, what a fantastic uh, fact. Well, thank, you, thank you for teaching me. <laughs> That's okay. And so basically in front of us is um, a sort of tunnel, like a cave mouth made of tusks from a film. Hmm. They're apparently replicas from a film set. I, my guess is the Flintstones. My guess is John Wick. One of us is right. Okay. Stay so tuned. Is John Wick the one with um, thingy from Friday Night Lights in it? Keanu Reeves. No, I'm thinking of the wrong film. What am I thinking of? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> what was that Disney flop with... Um... John Carter. That's what I'm thinking of. That Very was set on film. Mars. Was it? I thought that was set in like the Stone Age. Okay, I've gone through now. It is dark in here. Okay, I'm enjoying the cave paintings. There's like a couple of women and a baby in that corner. So we've got a couple of replica hand axes. So they look a bit like um, a teardrop. Mm. Uh, the entire edge has been napped, which is when you... Put it down for a sleep. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, created a sharp edge. So you would hold this um, at the... At the more rounded end with the point pointing down and you would hit onto uh, either an animal carcass separate the hide some wood to separate some pieces maybe even some less hard stone to nap itself so yeah that's a hand axe there all right do you feel it sure i'll put my uh, shell candle in my other hand oh it's heavier than i thought it would be well it's made of flint yeah but flint's light isn't it isn't flint in lighters 
a tiny little bit of flint, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just thought it was I don't want to, got a hand axe in it. No, <laughs> in a clipper. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I just, yeah, that's heavier. I just stabbed Will with it. <laughs> so that's that. Uh, we just also walked past the sign saying, be careful, flint's very sharp. And Laura's attacked me with the first bit she's got her hands on. Yeah, there's some furs on the floor as well. And a little replica cave fire. Oh, I love this. It's genuinely quite dark and creepy going down here. If I was a kid, I'd have been well scared. So the, um, a friend of the owners has done some replica cave paintings. So there's a family of mammoths. There's a huge deer-like creature. There's a Star of David. Now, I don't think that's original. No, that feels like modern day graffiti. Uh, there's a, there's a, a, I want to say chipmunk? Beaver? I'd say beaver. It's got such a lovely homemade feel. Um, you don't feel like you're at the Natural History Museum, but it's so nice and fun and different. It's, it's not big. The whole place is maybe, what, five metres by four metres? Mm. We'll be out of here in 20 minutes. But if you've got kids and two quid to come in... Yeah. And, and the, the lady that owns the museum, she has spent her life as an archaeologist, so this is just stuff from her collection and her sort of pa passion project. Oh no, there's a dead man cave painting. Uh, who seems He's to been... have been killed by a raven on stilts. <laughs> that is Robin Hood. Oh my God, <laughs> someone call the sheriff. <laughs> so we leave this cave here and we symbolically move from the Paleolithic to the Mesolithic. Okay, the Mesolithic... Well, what are the big changes? What's just happened? Well... The Paleolithic. Don't lean too hard on that. that the Paleolithic shift has happened. <laughs> okay, is that a tectonic shift uh, or a it, shift in culture? It's a shift in quite a lot. The temperature has certainly changed. Oh. It has dropped. Right. Which is part of the reason that the you Neanderthals know, had a bit of a bad time. Uh, Neanderthals were almost exclusively hunter gatherers, but it got so cold, particularly in the UK around this time, that the Neanderthals had to go where the food was. They had to follow. It, it, it may have been reindeer. Don't fact check it, but I think it was reindeer. So they start going off to Scandinavia and etc. Even colder, they died out. Whereas we, Homo sapiens, were able to start animal husbandry. The Paleolithic shift. It's a big thing. Right. <laughs> so we started kissing horses. We started kissing horses. And we won. So behind us, there's a sort of <coughs> replica of a, a wooden hut. Yeah. So very rarely did anyone actually live in a cave. Okay. But they lived in more naturally occurring settlements. Whereas this house, as you can see, we've figured out weaving. We've figured out tools. It's got a great smell, hasn't it? Like yeah. the deer skins and the wood and stuff. So here's, here we go. Ooh, that looks like a little bird. So we've got now, the hand axe has moved to an axe. So we've lost the oval shape, we've gone to a more rounded, oblong shape. But the flint is quite wedged into a, a um, I feel like Patrick Bateman, when he kills that guy. Mm. Just like Huey Lewis in the news, Laura. <laughs> so yeah, so I suppose they worked out that First of all, swinging the hand axe differently with their arms produced a better effect. And then it was like, now my arm's getting tired, but wouldn't it be easier if this was on a stick? Also, if you're using a hand axe, when you hit something, 
part of that pressure to go into your hand. Yeah. And very little in the way of medicine that wasn't just pray to the woods and hope. Mm. The Neolithic was when people first fired pottery. It's very difficult to fire pottery. You have to have three discipline hearings first. <laughs> He's walked away. He didn't like that one. So, Paleolithic, Neanderthal people, the other early humans. So we're not talking Homo sapiens, we're talking Homo agaster, Homo habilis, Homo simpson. <laughs> then we go to the Mesolithic, we're talking 10,000 BC. More stone tools, better stone walls, Baldner Cliff, again, in the Isle of Wight. I don't oh, Fast Rising Sea Devils created the Isle of Wight in terms of it would have been connected to the mainland before that. I assume. Yeah, okay. I was confused as to how rising things made islands, but now I get it. Neolithic, and here we go. Farming, religion, Stonehenge, burial mounds. The good stuff, Neolithic. Right, is that your specialist? That's my boys. And then we're sort of back at the beginning. Well, do you know what? I've had a lovely time. It is a small, delightful museum. Yeah, it's dead cute. Are you recording? Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> We have jumped in the car, which we drive for about 20 minutes. About that. <laughs> What's happening, Will? I'm eating a very hot chip. A hot chip. Uh, uh, and I'm going to have more. I'm going to have them over and over and <laughs> over and over. We've arrived at the Donkey Sanctuary. Yep. Um, where we've immediately sat down for a scone and a bucket of chips. Yes. I'm sad there's no salt and vinegar for the chips, but I'm other than sad that, that I'm okay. I'm sad that it's definitely a bowl. It is, and a small bowl at like that, but anyway. Uh, also, Laura's found out reasonably recently, uh, I find ho- uh, animals of the class, you know, horse, and I'm including dogs in that, terrifying. Why didn't you tell me this when I booked a donkey sanctuary? Listen, I'm all about content, mate. If I get kicked to death by a horse, I'll go down an absolute <laughs> history Why of would you get kicked to death? One, they're behind fences. Two... There's like literal irritating children here and they're not kicking them to death. I, oh, you are crucifying that scone. That scone is falling apart under that butter. Now, the butter has far more structural theft <laughs> than, I, than I anticipated. <laughs> you right? So despite the fact that there were absolutely loads of donkeys and horses, right at the gate where we came in, Will has led us away from the donkeys and horses and we're just trekking into the wild now really um (laughs) right (laughs) we are trekking along a made path with a fence and a gravel the white no donkeys i i i i i I, I will concede i thought there'd be more (laughs) i just don't know why we walked away from all the donkeys we could see it has to be different i don't know why I'll tell you one thing about the Isle of Wight, and I can't blame them for this, because they haven't controlled the weather. It is changing every five minutes between far too bright to not wear sunglasses and far too dark to be wearing sunglasses. You should get those um, reactor lights. Yeah, but my dad had those when I was a kid, and I'm yeah. sure the technology would have advanced. They'd walk in somewhere looking like, like an absolute prick, <laughs> and then five minutes later they'd clear... They're like, oh, hello, John. I thought you were being an asshole. <laughs> and then he'd leave. I don't know what we're doing about me. I'm not going to change anything. And he'd go outside and his retinas would burn off. 
<laughs> and then it'd be like, you know, they put like a sheet over a dead body. Yeah. The dark in the screen's like covering the now blinded John Duggan. Um, oh, a donkey's coming towards us. A brown donkey. Now they're all wearing collars that tell you who they are. Um, it's got their names on the collars. This one, oh, it begins with a W. Turn your head, donkey. I think we're looking at, hey, hey, what's your name, buddy? Washington? Winston? Winston? Hi, Winston. Winston. Oh, my friend's got a cat called Winston. Hi, Al. Oh. So Winston's a donkey. Um, so how do you get a donkey? You make a horse... No I, think, no, I think donkeys are animals. Donkeys like, are... A mule. <laughs> I think donkeys are animals. As in, they, they exist naturally. Like, a, a, a mule is a donkey and a horse. Right. Look at these lads, all right? This that one looks like a llama. Got no name, though. The oh, donkey with no name. Oh, he's scary up face. Do you think he's a rescued one? Yeah, he's got a bit of a manged face. Oh, I'm baby. sorry, you look nice. You're handsome. Um, you've got... Um, They've got smaller faces, donkeys, haven't they? And those, like, sleepy, cutesy eyes. Yeah, the one that you can hear, um... Oh, one of them's rolling on his back, having a little sand bath. His name's oh, Andy. Andy. Yes, mate. Ooh. Emily's got, like, a I sort look of... at me touching Emily. She's got, like, a cross on her back. For the listener, Emily is a donkey. I haven't just gone on to a woman. It's very peaceful here, isn't it? That's what I like so far. I mean, I know we've picked out of the way things to do rather than like the big castle that was advertised on the, the ferry and stuff. But I like that everything's got like a very rustic feel about it. Oh, this donkey's trying to eat and I just tried to stroke its ears and it was like, get off me, bitch. I'm having my lunch. Her name is, or his name. Buttons? Well, I'll tell you what. This, oh, yes, what, is that buttons. Hung like a donkey means? <laughs> oh, I can see one testicle. Does it appeal to you at all, living on a tiny island? I do. It's called the UK. <laughs> if you could have a second home anywhere, where would it be? Probably next door to my current home, then knock them through. <laughs> Big house. Oh, we're coming up to two more donkeys now. These look like babbies. That one is particularly little. Oh, and very fluffy. Oh, and pooping. Whoa, it just pooped out a plat of poop. Why is its poop platted? This donkey has never heard the phrase don't shit where you eat no good lord does like donkey poop disappear like cows and stuff their poop lasts for ages doesn't it what are you on about <laughs> like it when, lasts for ages what are you using it's it for on the floor it doesn't like you know they are just shitting on the floor and then they eat off the floor mm. so they just eat bits of their shit all the time but probably your dog does that though she doesn't eat her own shit she everyone's dog does shit Hello, little donkey. Little donkey. Oh, you can see now why it was such a big deal that pregnant one was on one of these. That is heavy. Not very big. So there's a good board up where um, they've got all of the donkeys listed and they're in their little gangs. Herds. Herds? Is it a herd of donkeys? It's a herd of donkeys. Um, we've been past the friends and family and I think these two at the bottom was it Phantom and Kitchy do you think yeah that we met in that little small field yeah uh, Kitchy we liked him he's the one that we we weren't sure about his uh, um, bits mm, was he was one of a group of ten donkeys who were rescued from a slaughterhouse in France mm. keep it light now there are five donkeys who were rescued from a slaughterhouse I'd have called them the slaughterhouse five right yeah. come on let's go and see some which more which is your favourite one on the list uh, that one that's back out. Don't even go down there. 
You are just determined to just look at empty fields. I love a field. Don't Nobby's Namet? What's a Nobby's Namet? Found a sign for a Nobby's Namet. Nobby's Namet is the hub of all activity. All right, opens at 7 a.m. for breakfasts and doesn't close until 5.30 p.m. after the donkey's suppers. Oh my God, when a donkey needs medicine or treatment, we always make sure their best buddy is there. I love this place. That's really cute. If I go into hospital, I'm going to take you with me. Thanks, mate. Thank you. What if you I... have to watch the surgery with your eyes held open like clockwork orange. I'd say to the surgeon, can I cut that bit? <laughs> That's a mouth. Okay, we're going into Bruno's bungalow now. Some donkeys arrive with a condition called laminitis. That's when they've got plastic moulded all over them. Will? Nope. No, he's not having it. We've got some miniature. Oh, there's some tiny donkeys. Oh, hello, baby. Oh, sweetheart. Aren't you nice? I like the donkeys. I do think 144 gets a bit saving. <laughs> um, but they're so cute. Mm. Especially these two. This is Geraldine and Felicity. I think Felicity might be my favourite one so far. She's tiny. I tell you what, the donkey sanctuary itself seems really what like the woman we walked in a while ago. And we're like, oh hey, we changed the recording. Then just was like, right, we're opening nine eight seven. She loves it. She loves being part yeah. of it. Yeah, you've got to like that. I think the thing is, you know how Warwick Castle we were like. Yeah. But it's fine if you want that kind of thing. Mm. I think if, if you're the kind of person who thinks, I'd love to go to a donkey sanctuary. And you're see going, 144 donkeys. You'd love it. I'm the kind of person who's like, I have seen Shrek and that is enough. <laughs> see, I'm having a great time because the donkeys are rescued, so you don't have to feel guilty about, like, I'm at a zoo. Um, it seems, like, really nicely put together. Nothing's, like, falling down, so you'd also, don't, like, we'll donate some money, but you don't feel guilty all the way around, like, oh, God. So, <laughs> things are hotting up in Duggan's experience of a donkey sanctuary. We left a bit of the donkey. We, that noise you can maybe faintly hear. It's just a donkey who's literally just finished doing his donkey business with another... Going away on a lady journey. Uh, he really went for it. Uh, I was like, well, this is, this is a different area. Then we turned and we saw the Rainbow Bridge Memorial Garden. Really nice. Basically just photos of donkeys that have... Um, and died here and that's quite nice another lovely personal touch because you're like hey they, we, they don't just work they're part of a family I that donkey's called snake bite yeah snake bite is you know <laughs> but the point is I think, it's, I think it's a nice touch these animals once they're gone they are not forgotten so Laura and I were just saying hey maybe we'll record a bit about the sex donkey and the nice donkey there and a couple with their dog walked past the memorial garden and their dog did a massive piss on it it really is a doggy sanctuary of two halves. <laughs> Let's go and look for that top shagger. Are you reading about buttons? I've just found. So there, there's signs up all over the donkey sanctuary about um, the different donkeys. For example, Frankie and Eva yep. used to live on a city farm near a pub. Yeah. Uh, they owners couldn't look after them, so they've come to the sanctuary. Lovely. Frankie's very cuddly, Eva's quite skittish, but they're very good friends. And then we come to Buttons, who went viral on Facebook when we ran an appeal to help getting castrated. They put castrated in, inver- in inverted mm, commas, so what yeah. the hell they were actually going to do? Buttons was so well endowed, he had to go to a special hospital on the mainland for big, big donkey balls. 
and they called the campaign Help Buttons to Lose His Buttons, rather than be sorted out locally here. <laughs> we couldn't just do it with the shears. He's like a cheeky character. Do. Thinks he's bigger than he is. Well, from the sound of it, he was massive. Why does them being bigger make it harder? That surely should be easier. I don't want to talk. Poor Button. <laughs> give, the laddies, that. give the laddies. Give the laddies. You're having your balls cut off, and it's all over Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> You're mortified down at Peanuts Paddock That's later that night. Scared in your old school Facebook group. Great news, lads. <laughs> Add them off. <laughs> it's not a nice noise, is it? It's not. It's, I tell you what, it's the closest. Like, you never hear a cat say meow. That was pretty close to. You do hear cats say meow. No, they, they go, meow. You ever heard a dog say woof? No. You ever heard a chicken say. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Yeah. That donkey said eel. That donkey wants a bit of ivy, I think. He's got he's got a boner. Oh no, oh no, they're gonna bang again. I wonder if that's buttons. He's trying to mount, he's sort of resting his oh neck. My oh, oh my god! Oh, no. oh gosh. Oh, she doesn't want it. Oh That fellow went from is... zero to sixty in <laughs> half a second. It's still growing. Oh no, another one's getting involved. Mate, you're going to push her over. <laughs> Is the other one like a wingman? He's just casually pretending he was only ever interested in the grass now. It is embarrassing how many of the adults are just watching this now to see if donkey sex happens. <laughs> right, I think we've seen all 144 donkeys now. We've Do you know what? This is fantastic, <laughs> We've though. We've seen the 145th get impregnated. That's true. Because if you lived here, and, or were just here for a week, how great that you could just, like, you could pop in for half an hour here every day of your holiday if the kids were into it, you know, and just draw around and say, hello, good morning to the donkeys every day, and then go and do whatever you were doing that day. Yeah, and have a, re- a pretty reasonably priced uh, breakfast as well. Yeah. Like, I like that it's just so easy going. It's not like, oh God, we've got to make the most of it and really stare at each donkey. You can just kind of drop in. Like, what have we been here? An and a half? Yeah, the first 45 minutes we're eating chips. Yeah, exactly. I've had a really nice time. I'm like, yeah, I'd come back tomorrow and wave to them again. I probably wouldn't. So we've driven about three more miles down the coast and uh, literally stopped on a hill overlooking the sea and the most amazing cliff face. Uh, and we are searching for the beginning of Shanklin Chine. We found the Chine Inn and we found Chine Esplanade. So we think we're we in the right we found world. a restaurant called a Chinese Takeaway. Maybe that's something to do with it. <laughs> oh, looking down over this wall, there's the Fisherman's Cottage Inn. Looks very the adorable. Chine starts there. All right, we're on the right track. Um, so Laura, please help me out. I've been saying, oh, I'm looking forward to going to Shanklin Chine and singing a song. What's a chine? I think it's a gorge. Laura, what's a gorge? Like a a gorge, you know, like stampede in the gorge. Simba's down there. A big bit of cheddar. <laughs> cheddar gorge is a gorge. It's like a like a cliff valley. Oh my goodness. Can I stroke your dog? Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Hello. Hi. Oh, hello. Is it puppy? Yeah, she's only six Oh, hello, darling. Oh, sweetheart. Oh, you're so cute. Ooh. The curliest little tail. Um, Laura, I met a dog. 
What was happening? Uh, I'm, I'm so I, distracted. I, I did a Cheddar Gorge joke. You were doing mate. a Cheddar Gorge joke. The thing is, mate, I grew up right next to Cheddar Gorge. Oh, some people kissing in the scene. No, it's one person trying to get a hairband out. Never mind. Let's hit up this chain. We had a little nice chat with the man at the door. Will did some political flirting. We just talked about glorious communist revolution. <laughs> I don't think he was as into it as me, but he was certainly nice about it. He liked you. All right, in we go. To go through a sort of room. So we're in a room here which is sort of dedicated to war memorabilia. You can hear the television, I'm sure. And a dinosaur backbone. <laughs> that too, yeah. There's all sorts going on in the chine. Lots of stuff dedicated to the 40th Marine Commandos, which is um, which is the one I grew up next door to, excitingly. Okay. Skip over the tea rooms. Where's this chine when you're after it? Okay. There's a children's book there about um, the area and the role played by these people called Commando Ted. I can only assume a relative of Super Ted. Oh, I thought this was going to be a pants-free joke. Oh, what? Sorry. A pants-free joke. Commando Ted, like oh, he's very, a teddy bear with good, no pants very on. Very benign, super Ted. Come on, Will. You and I have switched roles. You, you've <laughs> gone for smut today, and I've just been like, hey, remember a nice cartoon from the 80s? What? A cage full of birds? Whoa. <laughs> that was a per- That was very, um, I know, a cracking owl century. <laughs> Go shopping. There's just a, 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 not an aquarium, what's it called? Uh, Aviary. An aviary full of um, like parakeets and stuff. There is a blue-fronted Amazon parrot called Ronnie, who moved here in 2017 when he was 10 years old. So he's 14 years old. Um, yes, I know you are, Ronnie. Thank you. Whoa, look at the length of his tail. <gasps> it's a proper blue and yellow one. He looks like, a, like what you expect a pirate's parrot to look yeah. like. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hello, Ronnie. Hello. There it is. <laughs> yes! All right, we are in the gorge now, and it is done very nicely. This footpath is great. I don't think you could even think about doing this unless you are very happy on two feet walking for quite a while. Um, yeah, it's yeah. gravelly underfoot. I'm sure you can hear. But look at beautiful lilies. And just, it, I bet this was built by the Victorians, all this waterway stuff. Yes, the Victorians loved water, didn't they? And they loved messing with something that was already fit. This is sort of reminding me, you know, in the interviews, the episode on Belsay Hall. Yes. When we talked about the quarry garden. Yeah, you love This loved, is you, kind of what I imagine. You love the idea of the quarry garden. See, this is, I couldn't picture the quarry garden. And you're right, this is kind of it, isn't it? That the, the geography has been manipulated somewhat. I mean, you could argue that things are nicer in their raw state. I think it's lovely here. But also, loads of places like this would exist in their raw state. We're not visiting them because they're not a thing and we'd get mucky and we'd get lost. Whereas this is a, like, sanitised raw state. Just makes it a bit easier to explore, doesn't it? Series three, we're going to go to the Amazon. (laughs) 
And apparently at night, this is all lit up. They have like illuminations and on they, all of it. They do music on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I read at the top. Ooh, none of that for us. I like all these bridges though. Oh, you can hear the waterfall. Listen to this. This is a nice bench. A nice sort of ornate, very heavy bench. I'll take a photo of this bench. Don't worry, friends. You'll pop it on Instagram. You'll see it. It's fuchsia, ferns. We're on the most gorgeous little cobblestone bridge now. This would be a cute place to come and get wedding photos done. I bet they do weddings here. Yeah. Um, if you've ever seen the, the TV show, uh, is it Fern Gully, The Last <gasps> Rainforest? The film? Yeah. Yeah. Not the TV show, sorry, the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. It reminds me of um, the, the fairies and that, the sort of like experience. Yeah. Because you feel very small in here. Yeah. It's very green. I don't know if it's because we've had such a wet summer, but like, this sounds real dumb, but you're just encased in green down here. Because you can't really see the sky when you look up. It's just a green canopy over the top. Canopy. We should get some howler monkeys. How big is the Isle of Wight, Laura? 40. 40, right, cool. So it's 40. <laughs> um, it, but I think it's going to come as no shock to anyone that it's reasonably small. But the fact that we've been in so many different... It is, to hark to your favourite thing, Minecraft. It's very different <laughs> biomes, isn't there? Like, if you told me when what we were on that... What biome yesterday? What does biome mean? Area of, sort of, like, climate, I think. Oh. If you told me at the industrial estate that was the Stone Age Museum. We were four miles from enough green space to be a donkey tank tree. I said, are you sure? And you told me then, oh, by the way, you're two miles away from a huge- Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. I'd have gone, stop lying, you piece of shit. The silence has got it all. Ooh, the acoustics are good, aren't they? They right. are so nice. Up ahead of us is a really cool bit of waterfall and it's got like a little hut on the top. A bit like, you know when you're at Disney or somewhere and you're queuing for the Indiana Jones ride or something and they make all those fake huts to make the queue more interesting? Sort of looks like that. Okay, so we turned around from the waterfall and we went the other way towards the sea and we have found a sign about a new type of dinosaur that's here. Um, it is called Vecteronovator inopinatus. Yes. Which I think has summoned one of the lesser-known demons by saying that. <laughs> I didn't know that the Isle of Wight was known for being a dinosaur hotbed. A hotbed of dinosaur activity. Um, so yeah, they, they, they found four new bones. They reckon it belongs to the same species as the, well, the, the genus as the T-Rex and modern birds. New species. Well, Laura, the concept of public punishment may now seem strange, even barbaric, but was common throughout medieval times. Into the I'm reading, by the way, guys, the late 19th century. The last recorded use of the stocks in the United Kingdom was in, want to guess, Laura? Um, 1871. Oh, just after 1872. We're both reading, listeners. Um, anyway, we found a stock. Yes. But they've done it here, just in the gorge? I wouldn't have thought so. Very few corporal punishments involve a lovely sea view. 
So we've uh, exited the train up some steep, 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 <laughs> steep steps. I'm very fit. And uh, now we're on a little high street bit, which has an all-year-round Christmas shop, Will. I know. Do you want to go in? I mean, yes. Quick cross the road. There's like the most picture-perfect pubs and cottages. Like, you know, like... It, like if an American is asked to draw a little English village. Yeah, this this place is is what American thinks England is. Yeah, uh, absolutely adorable. That pencil cottage shop there just literally looks like something out of the Sleeping Beauty bit of Disneyland. I mean, one of the big problems that you and I are going to have to surmount reasonably soon is I've got no idea where the car is. <laughs> um, I agree. Yeah, that's the trouble with coming out a different way to you went in, it's isn't it? It's going to be this way, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but where? I mean, I guess we could go back through the gorge. No, Tommy's going down and up again, and I'm really overstating how happy I feel about her doing that. Yeah, okay. Um, also, I mean, the car is going to be through the same landscape, whether we do it through the gorge. No, it's going to be up there, isn't it? We found the Shanklin Golf Course though. 18 holes of relaxing golf. We're gonna go there. We're gonna go there, I think. Okay. Um, also, I said earlier in the episode, I didn't know what to expect from the Isle of Wight. It was this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess this is the village of Shanklin? Yeah. All right. All right. My feet hurt, I'm sweaty. <laughs> I can't decide if I'm hungry, thirsty, neither or both. Um, so we're gonna head back now to the mainland. Uh-huh. And while you drive us to the boat, I thought we'd have a little look at the TripAdvisor, the places that we've been to. Yeah, all right, this will be the first time we've looked at um, TripAdvisor after we've already done the attraction, so we'll know whether they're right or not. Yes, so let's start with Visit the Stone Age. Yes. Now, Visit the Stone Age was I think it's quite a small thing. It's, it's a tiny, tiny, so, tiny, tiny. So it only has five TripAdvisor reviews, mm-hmm. but they are all four and five stars, and they basically all say this is lovely. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? It is lovely. Like if somebody said to me, "Oh, I'm the biggest museum fan in the world, and I want to go and look at in-depth stuff and be there for hours," I'd be like, "Hey, it's not the place for you." But if somebody said to me, "I want to do something a bit different. I want to support something." interesting and somebody's passion project and I don't know anything about the Neolithic, me, me, Mesolithic, the Stone Age. Paleolithic. The Stone Age brackets general. Yes, then I'd say like, oh go and it's so cute and it's less than an hour and it's just like you'll never ever go anywhere like that again. Yeah, I think if, if your kids are interested ever so slightly in archaeology and young and want experience of it, perfect. Let's move on to the uh, TripAdvisor for the Donkey Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I think fair to say we both enjoyed the Donkey Sanctuary. Yep. You enjoyed Donkey Sanctuary a bit more than I did because <laughs> you like uh, donkeys more than I do. Yeah. But I was I, I have very little bad to say about the place. Um, I think the animals were clearly happy. Yeah. Plenty of space. The staff love what they did. 
You but, make me feel now like you're building up to somebody absolutely slagging it off. So I've been on the TripAdvisor. Yeah. Uh, there are maybe 1,600 reviews of the Isle of Wight Donkey Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. What do you think the vast majority are? I think the vast majority would be a four. The vast majority are five. Out of yes, the, out good. The, out of the 1,600, almost uh, 1,500 of those are five stars. Then the next couple, you know, of the, of the remaining 100, 50-ish, a four, 20-ish a three, a couple of twos, and there are three one-star reviews. Okay. And I'm going to focus on those, not because, Laura, I think they deserve to get more airtime, but because, and I can't stress this enough, they've all been written by fucking idiots. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you, even as someone that wasn't, isn't that mad keen on donkeys, I went to a donkey sanctuary. Yeah, let's so hear it. What it, have they got it, to say? It's very equivalent to writing a review of a, I don't know, a Ricky Gervais stand-up show and going, no, I hate Ricky Gervais. Yeah. So the first one, seen one donkey, seen them all. <laughs> he says, basically, it's just loads of donkeys. Yeah. And it was raining. One star. Next one, one star. Yes, it's free, but it's very donkey-centric. <laughs> Do you think they were trying to spell sanctuary? They, they, they're like, they're unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> yes, it's free, but it's very donkey-centric. They had a couple of horses, but they really would put all the... They put all their eggs into the uh, into the donkey no, basket. No, donkeys don't lay eggs. Even I know that because they're not primates. Uh, and then the second one. Didn't the, rise to it. No, I'm not because I, I'm going to rise to this <laughs> utter jeb end. I, I can't. <laughs> I really hope that one of the listeners to this podcast is someone who's given a one star review to the Isle of Wight Donkey Sanctuary because there are three of them in the world. So if, if you've done it, you're one of them, and I wish you nothing but dreadfulness for the rest I hope you get heartburn and it never goes away rubbish the donkeys don't do anything (laughs) they did when we were there they did (laughs) do when we were there we saw things that normally you've got to pay extra in a hotel for we we saw a plaited poop we saw loads so yeah uh, look were you expecting the circus? What do you reckon, Laura? What do you reckon the chine? How are the people of the internet going to receive the chine? Mm, I think they might be a bit disappointed because it is a bit small. Okay. Uh, what do you think the positives they'll draw on are? Um, it's very well kept. It's mm. really beautifully done. The gravel's good, the the flora sort of is impressive and feels wild, but is quite clearly kept in all the right places very well. You've pretty much got the nail on the head. Okay. Uh, the average rating for the Shanklin Chine is four out of five. Mm-hmm. All the positive reviews are drawing on what you've said. The gravel is nice, the plants are nice, the view at the sea is nice. Um, the waterfall is a lovely it is Victorian you're right it's a lovely example of that um, they like the nod to the second world war without going overboard on nationalism all that sort of thing and the negatives are yeah it is a bit small quite a few people didn't like the parrot what? so the parrot is not being kept in a good way I'm not a bird expert I thought the parrot looked fine oh yeah I guess so I mean 
couldn't really fly anywhere, could it? No. And the big issue that people seem to have um, with the chine uh, is is the price. It is expensive, I think, for the size of it. Now, I will agree with you, but the price is entry for seven days. Sure. And again, of course, a couple of idiots complain the rain ruined it. Ladies and gentlemen, the owners of any attraction in this country do not control the weather. Now, I've also tried to find TripAdvisor of the Isle of Wight, and I can't. It's a place. You can't TripAdvisor an island. So what are your thoughts on the Isle? Obviously, we'll talk about it with Shaprak as well, but before we meet up with her, anything you want to say? I've had a lovely time. I think it, it's just big enough and proper enough that you don't feel like you're in a, like, silly place. You, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not on a, such a small island and everything's not made of cobblestone. Like, it's it's big enough that you think, all oh, right, I can see how you live here and just have a normal life. Um, but it's... Uh, cute it's small it's got towns it's got real countryside i've seen a dozen signs of things that go oh wish we'd gone there as well um right you should go back on the boat then let's get back on the boat um well we're going to hand over to us and shaffy now bye so there we go uh, a wonderful day at the Isle of Wight, on the Isle of Wight, in the Isle of Wight. Uh, we're now having a nice chat with, with Shaparak Kasandi. Hello, Shaparak, how are you? Hey, I'm all right, thank you. I love the Isle of Wight. Thank you so much for sending us. I'd only ever been to, like, pop over for a gig and come back again. It was nice to spend a day there. Just one day. Oh, you yeah. need to go for longer. You need to go for longer. It is the... It is Britain's best-kept secret, Ooh. in my humble opinion. Um <laughs> And I know where you went to, and you went to some fine places, but you didn't go to Ventnor. You didn't go to the Needles down this. So the Needles is amazing. It's got um, really, it's kind of like a really old fashioned little little thing where you're like, oh look, you can win coins here and you can Ah. hook a duck here. Um, So there's a a lot going on. Yeah, but like say if an arcade that somebody started and then lost interest in building and wandered <laughs> off. But what it has got is um, the coloured sands. You can go and buy the sand in the shop, which you don't do now um, because you are a grown up. But it's got these, um, uh, is it a chairlifts? I don't think this, I don't think it's a cable car because they're not enclosed. It's a, it's a chairlift. So you sit on these rickety little chairs and you go down the, the cliff. I was going to say the really sheer cliff, but show me a cliff that's not sheer and I'll show you the ground. Um, so cliff you go Richard. down. Thank you. There we go. But it's beautiful and, and it's terrifying. And in all the years that um, it's been there, no one's had an accident. And then when you come back up, it's really funny because you can see where people have dropped their scarves and their hats and their caps. And you go down to Allen Bay, which is one of my favourite spots on the Isle of Wight. And um, if you go slightly out of season, it's still warm, but there's no one there. And I was there one year and it was just so lush. And I just ran into the sea with no clothes on. (laughs) Well, when I say no clothes on, I did have vest and pants on, like PE at school. But um, there's lots of lovely places in the Isle of Wight. So, so you've been going to the Isle of Wight since you were a child. Like it's a it's a childhood 
place for you that you carried on into adulthood? Yeah, well, I went like most of us in the south of England did on school holidays. <laughs> um, so that's where I went to the Isle of Wight. And I never went there again until my, I think my son was about four. And Edinburgh finished and had a, a boyfriend at the time. And I said, I need a holiday after Edinburgh. For some reason, I said the Isle of Wight. Let's go to the Isle of Wight. And we went there. I just, I don't know, I just loved the old fashionedness of it. And I stayed in this cute hotel with a donkey in the garden and an honesty, <laughs> an honesty bar. It was amazing. And my, so then my brother texts me and he said, my mate Laura lives there. So he had a mate called Laura who he was at university with. So Laura met me there and Laura was so hospitable. She took me to her home. She has this gorgeous garden near the sea with this vintage caravan in it. She um, was a beekeeper. She kept bees. And I had such a lovely time there. Long story short, I fell in love with Laura. <laughs> and then I just kept going back um, to see Laura. And I, I was just like, I love it here. I love it here. Every spare minute we had, me and the kids were like, let's go to the Isle of Wight. Let's go see Laura. And then um, I, I said to Laura, I've got this little fantasy about buying a place on the Isle of Wight. And then I did, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I went right Laura we're going house hunting um, so I, I got a place on the Isle of Wight which is just my dream come true I just love it there I love it there it's crossing the Solent just that little bit of stretch of water because I'm I'll be honest with you I'm not a brilliant traveller I've oh. never been one of those people that goes, oh, yeah, man, we're to India and we were like riding on top of this bus because there's no room on yeah. the inside and we were stuck <laughs> there for three days and I shit myself and it dried and then it was just amazing. I've never been one of those people. Me neither. I've always thought um, I'd travel the world when I've got the money to do it in five-star hotels. Here's how yeah. poor a traveller I am. It was the first time I'd been to the Isle of Wight. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> amazing. Um, and then... I had a boyfriend that was really into traveling. So we went to lots of lovely places with him. But uh, with two young children, airports can... Can I swear on this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With two little kids, airports can fuck off, really. I mean, is it worth it? And then you... Uh, so I just found with kids, they were so happy with the, with Cornwall and the Isle of Wight. So that's where we holidayed. And then now they're still really happy. So it's all good. Um, There is a prejudice about the Isle of Wight being really old-fashioned and that is a hundred percent true <laughs> as I you were leading up it. to that I was sort of thinking oh god did we call it old-fashioned in the podcast and are we gonna upset you now and then phew thank you for well, I that was ending thinking, to that <laughs> I was thinking we definitely called it old-fashioned and I'm willing to argue this because it was and then <laughs> boom we're all in agreement thanks so much <laughs> Yeah, it's it's um, the people on the island. It's like they're they're um, so if you're a native of the island, you're a, a corkhead. Oh, this is yes. good trivia. Yes, you're a corkhead, and corkheads don't necessarily just live there. Like their parents have to have lived there, and their parents' parents have to have been born there. And you have to have generations of people being born on the Isle of Wight to earn the title of corkhead. Um, and as you you meet very few of them. <laughs> If I'm honest, <laughs> it does tend to be a lot of people were, well, we sold up in Surrey. <laughs> we moved to the island. 
It has so many festivals. Like, I mean, have you even been to the Garlic Festival? No. We got a Garlic Festival. Um, there's a garlic farm on the Isle of Wight, and they stop. I, we recommended that, we just didn't yeah. have time to fit it in on our day. You know what? You two are going to have to go another time and stay in my house and properly explore. You would and that's speak. recorded now, so she can't change her mind. We're going. <laughs> you would be. You would be so so welcome. And I have lots of friends go and stay at my house, and I write them really detailed emails of where to go and I and I'm really annoying as a host I, I check check in and make sure they had did you go to this restaurant I recommended um, did you go to the haunted pub and all of that you're like a real live like paid for advertising I know <laughs> these I restaurants am. are like well we advertise through uh chaperone Chap- <laughs> <laughs> Shappy billboard. Um, do you know what else I love about it? So I live near Ventnor, and Ventnor's got like a beautiful uh, rocky beach and amazing pubs and restaurants, and it's proper old school Victorian. You know, and what the it's got this like water fountain as you go down this steep hill to get to the beach, and you could tell the Victorians thought that this sort of man-made fountain was the height yeah. of chic. It was just gorgeous. But then you go to other beaches that are powdery sand. And there's a private beach that I won't say out loud because the residents who are friends of mine got really annoyed. (laughs) I started telling everyone about this private beach that if you know the way you can go to. Honestly, if I showed you pictures, you'd swear I was in Antigua. Wow. It's the warmest part of the UK. And the people there, because they live, you know, so close to each other and they, they... it's like you you don't move to the Isle of Wight if you don't want to be neighbourly. Yeah, okay. You know, it's very much like, um, what do you need? Let me give you a hand, you know. Um, very, very communal and you go there because you want to be part of a community and uh, still do gigs in London. So <laughs> it is a very special place to me and it's the warmest part of the UK and it's got proper, massive, tropical plants growing naturally. Wow. I mean, that is a really a, a perfect end to a perfect chat about what you think is a perfect place and we had a lovely time at. I love uh, listening to you talk about you. it. You can just feel the longing and the like, oh, I've made yeah. good choices that I have my house <laughs> it's, there. It, it's, it's so nice it's so how much nice. you're like, it's like oh, we're saying we had a great time. You're like, and you're like, for this and this, we liked it, mate. We, we had a great time. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this episode will probably go out in the next two or three weeks, Shappy. So anything that you want to plug, please feel free to. Oh, gosh, yes. I'm on tour. Um, I'm, I'm doing a tour called It Was the 90s. And all the details are on shappy.co.uk. And I also have a book out called Yay. Kissing Emma, which, interestingly, talking about the sea, is based <laughs> on... It's a modern um, retelling of the story of Emma Hamilton, who was Horatio Nelson's mistress and if anyone listening goes to the isle of wight you must make time to go and visit the hms victory in portsmouth before you get on your ferry yay ah you're so you're so professional tying it all up together thank you so much for talking to us and thank you for sending us we had a brilliant time and for people listening you can now visit all the places we visited and all the extra places that have been recommended today and there we go (laughs) (laughs) Can you 
tower doing this one remotely. And there we go. That was lovely, lovely, lovely Chaparat Cosandi, who has a book out and a tour and a house. Uh- <laughs> just, just for the listeners, what we do normally, we are on Zoom looking at each other and we record on a separate thing for a cleaner audio file for you. I was putting you first. We're not doing the visual thing today, and any nods and winks have really shown how, how we, they disappeared. Um, but what a lovely episode. What a lovely time. What a lovely lady. It's very nice to talk to Shappy today, because it's like a much rainier later in the year day. And um, it's making me think back, even to the rain on the ferry, as fond summer rain <laughs> instead yeah, of this rain. Um, wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, what did you say, babe? I'm currently in Newcastle and it's beautiful blue sky. Oh, don't come home then. It's grim here. Oh, I, I have to come home. I live there. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. Laura, where can people find us? People can find us on social media at Treasures Pod. Um, you can email us, nationaltreasurespodcast at gmail.com. And if you like what we do and you want more of what we do, we offer an extra podcast a week, our Years and Years podcast, which is where every week one of us takes uh, the impetus. I'm not explaining this very well, am I? No, to, um, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> to learn about a single year in history. And then we tell the other one all about it. Uh, and um, for £5 a month, you can get access to that podcast plus a whole host of other things on our yeah. Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash national treasures podcast. And that's or just national treasures. No, no. You did so well. You did so well. You should have believed in yourself. Yeah, if you go to patreon.com forward slash national treasures, you can have a look around at what we offer for what we do. Um, I think I just firmly never believed that no one got to that before we did. I know exactly what you mean. Right. Goodbye, everyone. Have a nice day. Goodbye, Laura. I'm going to go and sit on a train for five hours. I'm going to go and sit in my sofa and finish knitting my bobble hat. Take care, everyone. We love you. See you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.